All right, Zane. You uh, fancy a bit of podcast, do you? Um, uh, I, are you a reputable podcast seller? I, you know, I, I, I tend to get my podcasts, you know, direct from the the store. Don't you worry, darling. I've got all the stuff, all the good stuff, all the best stuff, stuff you can't get anywhere else. Electric what? kitten. Oh, interesting. I've not heard of that. Who's 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 in it? What 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 is what is that? Oh yeah, probably probably a room. It's a bit uh, bit special, bit bit specialist. Uh, how about how about this one, the Plumbinium Love Collective? This is all. These are not podcasts I'm 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 used to. Maybe maybe I should I sh- I should go and and get a podcast somewhere else. Sure sure. I suppose you could just run off and get get uh, one of those ones you probably heard of. Maybe maybe something McElroy based. Yeah, but uh, you'll never get anything quite like this. This is the good stuff. How about a little bit of. Queer and pleasant strangers. Now that sounds interesting. <laughs> Tee hee hee. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that show where. Jane and Laura talk about things that happened in their week and do skits and voices and it's all a very silly fun time. How are you this week, Jane? I'm good. I remembered how to open the show this time. I know. We're we're doing better than last week, which is impressive considering we've had less time between episodes. Yeah, and I've had less sleep. Hooray! I've had more sleep because... I, I sat down last night to like try and enjoy some media that, so we'd have things to talk about. And mm. then I was just like, nope, my brain, my brain's not doing words tonight. Bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been another short week for us for enjoying content because basically for one reason or another, we've decided to change the day we record the show on, which means once again, we didn't have a full week between episodes. So... We had to squash things in to talk about and be like, right, what can we do to have topics? We do have a metric button to talk about, though. In, we that, do. There's one precise metric button. There is precisely one metric button. There's not. There's not a metric button of things we've watched, but we have watched some things. Thankfully, we were doing our like, oh, what have we watched? I deliberately watched a thing today, just so we would have a thing. <laughs> I also watched a thing during my lunch break today to make sure we had a thing to talk about on the. This watch is how list. much we care about you, listeners. Exactly. We're like, let's make sure we have all the bases covered. So, what topic do we want to start on today? Watched, played, or listened? I don't know. Do you want to start with one of the big ones? Should we start with Played? Because I think Played is going to be the big one, I think. Three years later. Yeah. These podcasts have been getting longer, but I think it's definitely going to be one of the big ones this week. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm really okay with them getting longer. Like, that's part of why Same. we, like, moved the recording day so that we had, like, more time to e- to get the edit done before it goes up and stuff. So, Jesus. yeah. Do, do you have any way you'd like to start on things we've played? Um, I'll start with a short one. I played Cat Quest. Ooh, uh, you played some of that at the PC Gamer Weekender, if I'm not Ooh. mistaken. Sponsored by Future Publishing. <laughs> uh, Future <laughs> Publishing, they're great. Go to all of their things. Yes, especially kotaku.co.uk. Kotaku.co.uk, definitely not a sponsored blog. It's not. Do you think they would? I wish. But yeah, 
the, the PC Gamer Weekender is a couple of days of gaming convention that goes on in London. It's run by Future Publishing, who own the site that I write for, kotaku.co.uk. So uh, we went along, I was there for worky things, and we played a bunch of games. Tell us about Cat Quest. Cat Quest is adorable. I, I've seen it at, um, I saw it at MCM a couple, uh, both MCMs, I think, last year. Mm. Um, they had a, a single booth. And I kept going, I must go and play that, and then never got round to it. Same so this situation time... for me, I think. I kept going and being like, I should check that out. And to... this weekend was the first time I got round to it. Hmm. I think it helps that uh, this was a a less crowded event. Mm. So it didn't... They're, they're... Firstly, it was an open computer to play on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and even if it hadn't been, I think I probably would have queued for that. There was less... There was like less anxiety about queuing because it yeah. wasn't so crowded. Like I didn't feel bad waiting to, for a computer to open up because there would only ever be a person or two else around. Yeah, that you because yeah, you weren't ending up standing in a massive huddle of people mm. waiting for anything, um, which was quite nice um, for the old anxieties. Uh, but it is adorable. You play a tiny cat dragonborn. However, that works. Uh, Dragonborn they are, cat. They, I, I guess, they are the ki- kitty kin. Do- Dover cat, I guess. Um, they, they have dragon blood apparently, and um, it's a little side, uh, basically a side view of uh, you. You are a, a little kitty warrior. You run around. It's a uh, side-on fighting game, like a, like an ARPG. You are tiny kitty friend. You have to go out and gather resources by killing enemies. So you'll gather magic, uh, sometimes a little bit of experience. You can go and, and, and upgrade your magical spells. I started off with a little fireball thing. It's all really simple, intuitive controls. Uh, it's, I believe it's out on Switch because I've seen it on the Switch store as yep, well. It's out on PC, Switch and mobile, I believe. It's adorable. Um, even, yeah. yeah, actually, that makes sense because the graphics do look like something out of a mobile game. Yeah, and some of the interface stuff on PC was showing like a finger moving. Like it, mm. it feels like this was designed first and foremost to work on mobile and then ported to other things, but mm. it doesn't feel constrained by that. Like it definitely no. makes sense on a PC or Switch sort of layout. It's super adorable. The yeah. little treasure chests have little catties. This this is a game that I think both me and Jane want to pick up at some point and play the full version because like this game's already out and mm. it's just this adorable little action RPG where you're a cat with a sword that goes and tries to save the world and beats stuff up with the sword. And there's a lion king. Ah, uh, the the king who is a lion, the lion king. <laughs> Tee hee hee. And the chests have little cat ears. I know that, that. That's literally what sold me. It was like chest cat 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 chests have this. Must advertise this to everyone. Uh, what what other things did we see at the PC Gamer Weekender? Uh, we played Biomutant. Oh yes, Biomutant was like the thing I was excited to see at that show. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, it's a it's a game where you play as like basically kind of like a raccoon. Is that mm-hmm. a good description of what this creature looked like? It starts vaguely raccoony, yes. It starts like some kind of like marsupial mammal, fluffy, small, scraggly thing. And you have a sword and a gun, and you very 
nimbly kill things that are much bigger than you by shooting them and slicing at them while big comic book wham power effects happen as you hit things and it is a very visually impressive game like it mm. it it is gorgeous it runs very well um i i don't know how much of that is down to the fact we were playing on what was probably a very high end pc that's always the risk with with PC get demos at uh, at events like that. Yeah, but in the way we saw it, it was like the resolution and the frame rate were, were fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I didn't know going into this demo that I'd not seen in any of the advertising was this sort of moral choice system that was going on. Like right near the beginning, it was like. Is your character going to be an anti-hero or a hero? It'll give you 10 points on one of these two morality bars. You are quite literally choosing a path to go down as well. Yep. It's like, oh, do you want to go down the left or right path? Uh, are you sure you want to go down that path? You can, you can go back if you want. Yeah, do you want to do a stick? Do you want to go? It, it seemed like it was maybe trying to hint at some like meta-narrative stuff where it was maybe talking to the player, not the character at times. Mm. I, I don't know if they're going to do more with that, but mm. I'm defi- I am definitely really enjoyed the moment-to-moment combat. Mm-hmm. The, sort of spectacle fightery. Yeah, it, it's one of those sort of like, you've got a fairly limited number of things, you can chain them together in ways that look very impressive, and it feels just quite cool to play. Mm. The platforming was not so polished. Um I don't know if you noticed, Jane, there was one point where I was, like, using a mushroom to bounce up to a high-up platform. Oh, oh, I noticed. Yeah, and just multiple times I couldn't quite line up this jump properly, and mm-hmm. it just felt very oversensitive when platforming in the air. Yeah, but that's often yeah. the way with these things. So, it, it's definitely not at its strongest when you're platforming. The combat is where it shines, and I have to wait and see how much of the game balances either way but yeah it is still an alpha so yeah it's it's out sometime this year and i'm definitely interested after playing this demo Mm. it's more polished than i expected Mm. it's it's very pretty i i like that about it i like the going to the slime pools so that you can get mutations and and sort of upgrade yourself the collecting junk so that you can craft weapons mm. um, and, and sort of upgrade those, adding elemental things to it, like you added electricity to your sword, yeah, which meant that you were getting these awesome little x-rays every time <laughs> you uh, zapped one of the oh. monsters. And the skeletons that you can see through their skin are, well, perfect for their body shape and, and, and good in a way that I've not really seen for, for yeah. that type of animation before. They had a very good sort of, like, uncanny jittering to them during like the electrocuted mm. visible skeleton things just all of the little visual touches were really mm. polished it, it yeah. clearly looks like a game a lot of love's gone into making mm. i really like the way it's got that sort of uh, nature taking over from uh, an old uh, uh, an old civilization i didn't obviously we didn't get much in the way of the actual story from the amount of time we played but but there are places where it just looks like a concrete underpass yeah. and everything is being overtaken with leaves and, and trees and so forth coming through and there's all these other raggedy, stitched-together, armour-looking creatures scurrying around. It does basically look like all the humans died out and the animals went, yeah, we'll be having those swords and guns now. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, what else did we see there? Do, do you want to talk a bit about um, Welcome to Basingstoke? I really do. Talk about my Welcome to Basingstoke. Oh, your game of the show, huh? It was my game of the show. So tell um, us about it. Uh, I have played some of uh, Puppy Games' other games. Mostly things that have been quite simple. Uh, either strategy or there's the, the Droid Assault game that was very interesting. A lot of them have been like upgrades of quite old games before so this was nice to see something that was very definitely theirs this uh, welcome to Basingstoke is Basingstoke post zombie apocalypse <laughs> um, they are very keen to put a lot of good uh, toilet based humour and puns in there as much as possible which they were very keen for us to know about I seem to recall <laughs> yes um, they uh, the, you the it's that unique Puppy Games uh, graphical style that you see, sort of quite quite square, but it's like a, uh, a... It's added depth and more modern than an old pixel style. Yeah, it's like sort they've of... done more with it. It's sort of rounded-edged, rectangular style, but with a lot of like detail and emphasis on things like faci- yeah. facial animations. Yes. There's a lot of the expressiveness. Yeah, they are cute. Like... One thing I think is a shame about that game is that the the zombies are ridiculously cute when you do view them up close, and oh. the isometric point of view means that you don't often get to see those really cute animations that are going on. There is a first-person view, though, which yeah. we saw a lot of people dipping into. Yeah, I think that the first-person mode was when you're hiding somewhere, so if you're hiding in a uh... bin or something and you're peering out, you can look around in first-person, and that's the that main time that you can see these really nice zombie animations Mm. Uh, there's a number of different character classes though although we didn't get to see all of them uh i think you played as the 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 tourist tourist. yeah so you had a a camera and i had a gps GPS, GPS. which pointed me to like here's here's how to find the end of the level even if you can't Mm -hmm. find the the thing you need to access it here's a camera that'll momentarily like flash and uh you know, distract zombies so they can't quite see mm. you. And th- they definitely seem to be like, you want, as you unlock these classes, they will have individual things that set them apart as like your starting class. Uh, if anyone's mm-hmm. played Binding of Isaac, it's a similar setup where it's like, here are your pros and cons of starting with each class. Mm. Um, so the classes that I, I managed to get down, although there, I think there were a few more that I missed, there's a police officer, a tourist, an office worker... And I think there was like a, a builder or or something like that. Yeah. With a hard hat. That game has got so much charm to it. Yeah, it, it's also like, unapologetically British, isn't it? It's so very British. Traffic cones, uh, little um, keep left bollards. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, I love the loading screen. Oh, mm, yes. Which was a, a set of traffic lights and a the skeletal... Um, sort of road worker in a high-vis jacket and, and hard hat sort of nudged up against and this sign that says wait here while the red light shows and as it loads the the traffic lights go from uh, from red to green i know it was so cute it's <laughs> you, we we met the uh, i believe the couple that have been making this yep. game and you could tell from like not only from the game but the way that they talked about it that mm. clearly this game is like a a passion project and mm. if nothing else like 
you can't deny that there is an awful lot of individuality and love in the way that this very... Like, this game couldn't be made by anyone but, like, a very small team of British people. Mm. Yeah, it's it's got a, a lot of love in there and, and so much charm and... I'm really looking forward to that coming out, and I desperately hope it comes out for something like Switch. Yeah, it, it it's the kind of thing that I... Uh, personally, I don't know if I would sit and play through something like that on PC, but I would totally oh. play it on Switch. If it was the only option, I certainly would play it on PC, because I really want to yeah. play that game. Um, so just quickly to go through, the, the point of the game, just run around, try and loot as much stuff as you can. You're looking for a key that will get you out of the level so that you can move on. Yeah, it's, it's not always um, a key, it's sometimes a variation, like it might be, here's the code to get through the police station or something, but it's always, find the thing, then get to the exit. It's a key unlock mechanic. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it's part procedurally generated in, in that sort of style of like the original Diablo. Mm. There are a lot of sort of set piece areas of the game. They can be arranged in any way. And then you might find that some of the little corridory bits between them are slightly different. So that you can... Every experience will be different, potentially. Mm. But there is going to be sort of... Obviously, you're going to get all of the key aspects in there in every run through. And I think a lot a lot of the loot is sort of randomly distributed as well. So there's mm. there's... There's that. I also quite like distracting the zombies with a kebab. <laughs> yeah, so you you could put your hot sauce on the kebab to like make it more enticing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was you can you could use the also use the hot sauce with something else to make a pepper spray. Oh there, there yes, quite a lot of interesting crafting options in there, and again, quite silly and charming. Yeah, stuff like deodorant and a lighter that you could use to make a temporary flamethrower, and mm-hmm. but it was all just very cute and silly. Yeah, e- even when you're viciously torn apart and your brain plops out onto the floor. But the, even the giblets are so very They're cute. They're very cute giblets. <laughs> Although you did point out that of all the things the zombies had done, they didn't actually eat your brains once. Yeah. It- popped out we shouldn't be so we shouldn't be so um obsessed with stereotypes of what zombies want to eat indeed um what else did we play we played muddle dash that was fun oh muddle dash is so cute so this this is a game i saw uh about a year maybe 18 months or so back when i went to pack when I went to PAX Australia, um, hmm. I saw it being demoed on like a laptop in a in a bar one night. Um, it is a game where you play octopuses in hats or octopodes. Hmm. Octopodes. Octopodes uh, in hats. And the whole idea is that you're fighting each other to race to a birthday party. And you only have one present no matter how many people are playing. And you basically have to catch up with other players, octopuses kick them so they drop the present, you grab the present, and you want you to be the one that gets into the party and is like, ha I brought you a present. And it's just really cute and silly. It can get get quite silly, especially when you're sort of all punching each other, trying to get the present. Somebody drops the present, the present rolls one way, so everyone realises that there's going to be another one spawning, so you might as well just run forward, you can outrun the people at the back of the pack. It's all very, like, um, slapstick um, combat. Everything's a little bit floaty, a little bit slidey. You're never quite in control of it all, and it's just this mad scramble of, 
I want to have the present. I want to get to the party. I'm going to get be the one that brought a present there. It was very silly and fun. Yeah, and it it's one of those games that just like it seems like it's going to be good, silly fun. Even if you don't win, you'll probably have a good time on the way there. So I am definitely excited for that to come out. Yeah. Yay. Uh, what else? Uh, what else did we check out? Uh, we play. Well, we didn't actually get to play, but we did go and watch the presentation for Two Point Hospital. Oh yeah. Which I was desperate to see. Uh, you're you're the person who has a lot of excite uh, has a lot of interest in. Uh, you were very into Theme Hospital, which was these I... people's like previous, um, uh, top down hospital management sim. Um, so Two Point Studios, the people making Two Point Hospital, are made up of old Bullfrog and Lionhead staff. Um, apparently they've also got a few sort of other people in that they they were just very interested in for, for what they're good at. And they've set this up as they want to be the company that are known for making little people games. They Because obviously you've got people with a heritage from working on Populous, Powermonger, uh, Theme Park, Theme Hospital... Um, onto things like black and white and sort of going on and on from there so they they are the people that are are doing this they've got a history they've got uh, connections to the the original theme hospital and i've only been saying like last year that we need more theme hospital or like a a proper update Hmm. um even a remaster um so it's nice that these people are doing that it's if you know theme hospital if you want to manage your own private hospital then this is the one to go for it's it looks just like the original theme hospital in so many ways uh quite a very simple almost claymation art style it's very simple and clean it you lay out the various rooms in your hospital and you will send patients to be diagnosed or receive some sort of treatment whether that be surgery or at some kind of specialist clinic and then you build them and send them on their way it it does have a very artman feel in terms of both the visual (laughs) style but also the sort of sense of humor because like a big part of this is it's not a sort of very serious hospital sim it's uh, the examples we saw were things like um, lightheadedness where someone has a light bulb for a head yep um what was it? Gr- and the mummification was one of the yeah, other Yeah, uh, grey anatomy where all the colour drains yes. out of you. <laughs> yep. Like, lots of that very was... silly illnesses. Um, and definitely the sense of humour of, like, the ways that you cure these illnesses and the visual animations going on were very amusing and nice and family-friendly. Yeah, it it sort of takes out the, the, the sort of morbid nature, potentially, of dealing with sort of disease and so forth and illnesses which the original theme hospital did also did i mean that had diseases like slack tongue <laughs> uh, bloaty heads uh, invisibility and then sort of more simple things like f- fractures broken arms or legs and i think that uh, two point hospitals also got fractures uh, a fracture clinic in it as well yeah but, but e- um, even if it's a simple thing, it's still like mm. oh we need to test what's wrong with your arm put it in this machine where a giant needle will jab into it and your character sort of goes and wibbles around a bit and knocks Um, over their microphone there was there was the uh the x-ray 
So the person walks into the x-ray machine, they've got a, a cast on their arm and their leg, <laughs> and as they're passing through, the skeleton gets all shy about the fact that you can see their bones. <laughs> um, there was the um, the special clinic for the mummification, so they got put into a, a large sarcophagus, and then sort of you saw a ma- the machine slowly unwinding bandages from them, <laughs> and then they just popped out normal. Uh, the lightheadedness one, they literally had the, the light bulb head unscrewed and then they sort of th- seemed to 3D print a new head for them. Uh, um, one other thing I did really like about it is that you, and I believe this is different to theme hospital, you can now update the hospital while people are still moving around inside of it. Like you don't have to pause to do changes. Yeah, there's there's some things you can do that will be uh, as live. But things like uh, blue printing rooms still seem to happen outside of normal playtime. Okay. Um, so yes, things like bef- because before you would be sort of pulled out of uh, time for things like putting down radiators in hallways or, or tables and chairs. Yeah. But a lot of that in this case seemed to be going on on live mm. uh, while the hospital was still in use. Yeah, which did give a nice sense of pace to the gameplay we were seeing. Yes, um, they took. They took confirmed that they are talking about having contagions in there, mm-hmm. and the possibility that there will be multiplayer of some kind. But they're not committed to saying exactly what yet. Yeah. So all in all, that presentation was really interesting. It definitely got me curious about that game. It's. I, I'm excited. Very excited. I. I was excited before we went. I'm even more excited now. Yeah. That that game showed off very well in its. It, the mm. footage we saw, like I, I can certainly understand how if you like that concept, this was a very, a very reassuring trailer. Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, what else did we we have a look at while we were there? Did we see anything else? Uh, while we were there. Um... Oh, do we want to talk about the Ooh. Star Wars AR thing we tried? Oh yes, I suppose we should mention that. Yeah, so we tried a um, a Star Wars augmented reality experience that involved like holding a lightsaber prop in our hands and wearing a what looked like a VR headset with a phone in it. How how did yeah, how did that's... you get on with that? I won. I defeated Darth Maul. Um, it was my first try with any AR or even VR. Um. I, I don't know if it was specifically helped by the fact that it was done in that sort of Star Wars holocron style. Mm. So, although it was very clearly Darth Maul, there was a little bit of colour to him. It was all in that sort of semi-transparent blue glow. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that made any difference with the with the AR. The fact that the, the guys running it kept saying that, you know, I think it comes with like three different yeah. games and this is absolutely the best one. It's about 200 quid. Like, it's not worth 200 hmm. quid, is it? Yeah. Uh, the the lightsaber prop thing was quite nicely built. It wasn't... I didn't feel like it was heavy enough. I, I felt like uh, it was a good weight for this being like a consumer product. Oh, that yeah. like isn't going to accidentally get thrown through a TV or something. You don't need a TV. That's uh, the point. Yeah. So like, here's here's the thing. For 200 quid, mm-hmm. you get this, like, AR headset and a lightsaber prop and a thing you put on the floor that, like, centres where stuff is. And Wait, you don't get the phone with that? No, you don't get the phone with it. You have to provide <laughs> your own phone. Um, Which has to be this specific phone. I believe so. Uh, so, 
for 200 quid you get these three mini games and they were impressing on us this is the good one the one where you do the lightsaber fights that that's the one you're buying this for and it was okay but it wasn't as someone who's like owned some of the high-end vr headsets like i've owned the htc vive and the oculus rift uh, that have usually have like multiple tracking points so that you have very good one-to-one motion control mm. this was like not great at keeping tabs on where the the lightsaber was held i found myself mm. having to like reset the lightsaber multiple times during this like oh. two three minute fight i only had to reset it once but that was still the issue. It, still enough yeah. of an issue. It was just kind of lagging behind. Uh, you could look at the lightsaber and the bl- the blade coming off. It just wasn't... The second that you look at your lightsaber and that blade's not in quite the right place, it really mm. breaks your immersion. Yeah. Or in my case, it was sort of bent off to one side. Yeah. I had a slightly limp lightsaber. Yeah. Like, when it's working, it was really fun to, like block the hits and to slash it at Darth Maul mm. and the sense of positioning for for Darth Maul within the space was really good like it definitely mm. felt like he was coming closer walking away back and forth but okay yeah. so I've, I've just googled it mm. it's currently only 149.95 at John Lewis okay so it, it uh, is dropping it was it's gone down again initially it was like 400 then it was they were saying 200 at the show and now it's 149 or whatever yep. it's the Lenovo Mirage AR headset yep. which comes with a lightsaber controller a phone tray so that you can load it into your, your headset a lightning to micro USB cable a USB-C to micro USB cable uh, batteries, a wall charger, a power cable, and a quick start guide. It's compatible with <clears throat> the Motorola Moto Z2 Force Edition, the Samsung Galaxy S8, S7 Edge, S7, uh, several different generations of iPhone, back to the iPhone 6, uh, Google Pixel X, and the LG G6. So, so it's it, better than I thought it was. It is, but like even that probably supports my phone I have. I'm still uh-huh. not going to spend 150 quid on this. No. Maybe if it sends up in CEX for like 20 quid in a if, couple of years. If in a couple of years I see one of these going for like maybe 30 or 40 pound at most, I yeah. might go, you know what? Sure. Mm, but as, as maybe. it... Maybe. Either that or if there's like support for more apps with the headset, because that AR headset's kind mm. of nice. Like, yeah. I like the idea of an AR headset... But one that's like specifically built for this not terribly perfect Star Wars game mm. is a little bit yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so the other games that are in there apparently are Strategic Combat, lead Rebel forces against the Empire in large scale ground wars, and Hollow Chess, outweigh outweigh your opponents in the ultimate game of concentration strategy. So we didn't see either of those, but the people at the stand mm. were making a big deal out of this was the best one, and this one wasn't great. No. This this game wasn't, I'll spend £150 to play this, great. No, certainly not. No, that's, that's, I've got money to burn money. Yeah. And if I've got money to burn, I'd rather spend it on something worthwhile. Exactly. Feeding the homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what else did we play outside of the PC Gamer weekend of this week? 
we played a little bit more Pokemon car, uh, trading card game. Oh yeah, how are you getting on with that now? Uh, you are still thrashing me quite soundly. You beat me in one of the three games we played this weekend. When you gave me a, um, a, a, a competition winning, not usable in any kind of competition deck. Well, you still beat me and it still shows that like, hey, you, you, you're getting the thing. We're, we're working stuff I understand out. the concept of play. <laughs> it's fine. You, you, were kicking, you were kicking my ass at the other card game we played this week. We played Magic the Gathering. Yeah. It is very complicated. I, I, Especially yeah. with the decks I have. This, this was the first time I've ever played Magic the Gathering. Uh, so we yeah. played we played a couple of games where I was using a... Uh, let's have a look. Gruel Siege deck, which for anyone who plays Magic is a red and green split deck. It was from Dragon's Maze. Ah. Uh, which I think is a couple of years old now. Heck. Well, yeah, we, we we were basically playing with your cards that you had from a few years ago when you were, like, actively playing. Like, you've got a lot of old cards, and... Uh, well, actively playing is a little bit much. I have been, over the time, over the years, <laughs> bought many, many cards, but I haven't really had anyone to play with. Indeed. And more than once yeah. or twice. And this, it usually ends in a fight. This is why I wanted to learn, because I was like, you've got all these cards. It seems a waste for us to never like do anything with them. It's, like, <laughs> it's the same reason that with all these Pokemon cards I had, it's like, it just makes sense for us to learn how to use them. So here's here is me trying to summarize for anyone listening what I learned about Magic the Gathering playing a few games this weekend. The basic idea is that you have these field cards that you can play one of every turn, they stay on the field, and every turn they generate magic that you can use to pay for doing things. Uh, You summon monsters the way you would in other card games, but what makes this card game unique is that you your creatures basically act as an army, you're not doing one-on-one fights where it's like, this one creature is stronger than that one creature, so I will choose to attack that creature. It is dead. I won. Uh, all of your attacks instead are against the enemy's life points, as it were. And your enemy decides whether or not they want to defend. And it's then about, like, they can defend with multiple creatures, um, sort of pull their strength together like an army would. They can choose mm. to just let the attack go through so that none of their things are destroyed to keep field advantage. It's a weirdly different pace to how most trading card games are played but yeah it is really interesting there is a lot of strategy to it that is very antithetical to how i usually pay, play trading card games well it, yeah I, it's pretty accurate I, I, two great wizards fight each other yep and um my favorite thing about this card game right now is when you su- there's law for why your monster can't attack on the turn it's summoned. It's because it get it, it's summoned through a portal. It gets summoning sickness. It's just too. It's just got too much motion sickness from going through a portal. It's like no, can't, no, can't fight. No, that's really cute. Something about that's Unless- just really cute to me. Unless it has haste, in which case it's fine. Yeah, it just went through the portal really hacking quick. But yeah, or it has a really strong const- constitution. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I it it's one of the few like big trading card games I've never taken a look at. And while it definitely was complicated, it it deserves its reputation as a complicated card game. Mm-hmm. I think I've just about got my head around it now, and we it it didn't cause us to break up, so that's good. 
Yay, and I didn't le- nearly lose an eye this time. Yeah, mm. there is a bit of a, a perceived curse that Jane has when it comes to playing Magic the Gathering, which is that every person Jane has tried to teach Magic the Gathering to has either broken up with her or tried to uh, throw a card in her eye and caused injuries. So, good that didn't happen. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I would have been most distressed and convinced that Magic the Gathering is cursed. Indeed, we we defeated the Magic the Gathering curse. Yay! Yay. Our love is more powerful. <laughs> Yay. I did not realise that Secret of Mana re-release has been released. Uh, the reviews have gone up. I don't know if it's out yet, but the reviews are definitely up. According to Steam, it has mixed reviews. Yeah, so I've, I've read some reviews. I've not had a chance to look at it yet. Um, mm. Apparently, like... For the most part, it's still good. There's a couple of, like, odd choices about the voice acting sometimes. And Hmm. the soundtrack, some people are just like, it's not the original soundtrack. Because it's, Hmm. like, a remade version of the soundtrack. But overall, people are like, yeah, it's it's, as long as you're not, like, being very, very, very purist about it, it is definitely Hmm. a good port. So yeah, mm, I'm reading some very bad things about what this. What are you reading about it? I've I've not med- read much. I read one or two reviews, I think. Uh, people are saying they're running into bugs where they can't get through certain doors because you have to dash through them. It seems like it's been a problem with the way they've um, up- updated the character models, but not the so they they haven't quite scaled doorways and passageways to fit them. <laughs> okay. Huh. Yeah. Let, um, combat at... systems become more infuriating. It's unstable and crashing. I, the UI doesn't work very well. I was going to suggest that I pick it up soon for us to co-op, but like maybe we leave it a week or two and see what happens with patches. Failing that, you have a snares mini. Indeed, we could just go back and play the original. Eee. So I think at some point we need to play some co-op Secret of Mana. That needs to happen. Yes, but uh, I want a rabbit cap. <laughs> but yeah, Magic: The Gathering. I'm sure we'll probably talk about more in the weeks to come. But oh. yeah, we we have started the journey of me learning Magic: The Gathering, and also me learning the things that have changed since Jane last played. And me learning Pokemon. Hooray! Mm, card games. Look at us. justifying our unrational spending <laughs> for years. Look, hooray! It, it's good that these piles of cards we have lying around are actually getting some use now. Um, Definitely. And I think this is the last thing we played this week was uh, Pac-Man Champion Edition 2 on the Switch. Yeah, because I think we've said everything we can about Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, Yeah, Dragon... Actually, we can summarise Dragon Quest Builders. I finished rebuilding the castle I was building. I finished Chapter 1. I'm going to go and put more like fancy things in my castle soon. And Jane, you played Chapter 2, which repeated a lot of content and was a lot more dreary it was very dreary um apart i I like the purple the purple was good but the fact that you basically spend most of the time dealing with patients in a hospital some of whom don't make it uh spoilers and the i found it incredibly bleak i didn't get my head around the fact that they changed some of the recipes from chapter one um uh, chap, um, I've just started chapter three. I'm finding that they've changed the recipes again uh-huh. uh, for some of the things. I spent the first five or six days in that game starving to death 
because I didn't know what was suitable to use as food and I hadn't found anything to get. I have now worked that out and I'm doing much better than I was. So slowly progressing towards a point <laughs> where I can actually start properly working on that. Yeah. But um, I, I've learned a lot from understanding how chapter two changed things mm. from chapter one. And I guess I kind of missed the, the beautiful high saturation yeah lovely lush green worlds of chapter one yeah that's fair um so yeah that's that's um dragon quest builders corner for this week pac-man champ <laughs> yes. pac-man championship edition 2 on the switch we played some multiplayer uh we had like a time limit and it was hey get through as many stages as you can if you want to eat a ghost you have to both eat it from either side so it like squashes together fast-paced pac-man mm. it was good fun it was it was fun. We we mashed our fruit together. We did mash our fruit together, and <laughs> it's if you're looking for like a fast-paced multiplayer like co-op Pac-Man to play, this is not a bad one for that. No, I I, I think there were other multiplayer modes that we could play. But we didn't spend a huge amount of time on it. We were quite tired. Yeah, we we well, got a bit of, of time in with it, so that's that. So we've just spent like you know. A, good 40 minutes or so just talking about what we've played this week so um we should probably wrap that section up there have you heard uh? oh what 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 have i heard what have i heard there's this national sherry shortage i think we've drunk them dry oh, goodness goodness gracious this is this is absolute travesty how what, what, what's happened They've just run out of sherry. There's not a drop to be had in all of the country. In all of the country? How does that even happen? We don't drink that Uh, much sherry, do we? We do drink quite a lot of sherry. We do drink quite a lot of sherry, but I was... It's one of those things I just thought was an infinite commodity. I thought... I I felt like it was just like water. It comes out the taps. Well, it does in my house, dear. Well, indeed. Mine is certainly set up to a nice reservoir, but what on earth are we going to do without any sherry? I don't know, and I'm certainly not going to keep drinking just brandy. I need a morning tipple. I can't just be drinking the evening stuff. Right, I think we need to go out to the streets. Get your get your, your um, sandwich boards out. Let's go protesting. Very well. Smythe, Smythe, fetch the sandwich board. Shall I fetch Madame's balaclava? Yes, yes, and throw another brick through that window. Writing. Mm. We're no longer merry. We just want some sherry. We're no longer merry. We, we just, just want, want some, some sherry. sherry. We're no longer merry. We, we just want some sherry. Oh, what, what, how are you doing today, fit tits? I beg your pardon? I said, how are you doing today, fit tits? That's no way to speak to somebody in public. I... <laughs> I am a magical creature. And I will curse you oh, for your well, words of, and deeds. What sort of curse you going to do? A, a, a fit curse? <laughs> I curse you that you shall only be able to say what is truly in your heart, not what you pretend to desire. Oh. Fling, bling. Oh, I don't reckon you've done nothing to me. I can still... Oh, I, I'll keep going as I'm going. Right, right. Let's, let's, find, let's find someone to, someone to shout to. Um, Oi! Oi, you, you there, you there with the blonde hair. I'm deeply insecure and try to push everyone away by being an arsehole. That's really not good to know, I guess. No, no, no that, that's not, that's not what I was going to s- say. Um, 
I um I have really big parental abandonment issues and they are a big part of why I feel like people are going to abandon me and as such I don't let people get close and as such I just shout at them from afar because there's no fear of rejection if they never get close. I'm, 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 I'm mean. Okay then. No, no, come back. I, I, secretly everything hurts inside and I just wish people would understand me and my feelings. Are you okay, friend? You, uh, you need some uh, help uh, or something? Uh, it uh, feels, sounds like you're... Having a bit of a bad day. I, 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 I really just kind of need a hug. Uh, oh, okay then. Do, do you feel better for that? I, 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 I do indeed. It, 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 it's, it's almost like shouting things that people I do not know is not a way to actually make myself feel happier about myself. Um... It's probably some of that toxic masculinity. Probably a little bit of that. Um, I, I, thank you. I, um, actually, also, if you're out there, mystical being, thank you for the curse. Curse, that, that was a very useful thing to do. I'm just trying to help you. Thank you. <laughs> So, what have you listened to? So yeah, stuff I listened to this week. Uh, I went back and started listening to Ray Toro this week. Um, for anyone who knows My Chemical Romance, he was a member of that band before they split up. Um, here's, here's the thing with me and Ray Toro. Um, he put out like one song probably about two years ago that I listened to and I really hmm. enjoyed. Uh, it was a track mm-hmm. called For the Lost and Brave which specifically was a song he wrote in response to Leela Alcorn's suicide. And mm. it was a very, like, pro-defense-of-trans-people song that was meant to be like, hey, look, you're great, you're awesome, you're lovely, like, protect the trans people in your life. And it was a really sweet gesture. So mm. he put that out. And at that point, like, he hadn't officially said he was coming back to music. And mm. I found out today that he has a whole album out because Ooh. Spotify's uh, Discover Weekly playlist recommended Yay. me a Ray Toro song. So I went through and nice. listened to some of his new music. Um, it's all very, like, acoustic guitars uh, doing very gentle music, uh, like melody lines with, mm. I guess, like a sort of synth-esque piano that's very, very floaty. There's a lot of, mm. like, ambient noise. There's a lot of, like, overlapping sounds that make everything feel very sort of, like, floaty and slightly electronic almost. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no one I can think of that has quite the same sound as this. Um, none of it is ever particularly angry. It's all very hopeful, optimistic music about, like, basically just being hopeful for the world like i'm looking i'm looking through like some of the track names and they should give you a sense of the sort of tone he's going for it's things like remember to laugh hope for the world like it's all sort of just like very optimistic like no be good be great world's not Hmm. that bad and miserable it's all good yeah it's kind of just like a gentle ocean crash uh, uh, like Sway, gentle ocean waves of just pleasantness music, and mm. it was quite nice to listen to. It was a nice change of pace. 
Nice. Yeah, tell me about something you've listened to this week. Ooh. Um, I I have listened to mostly the Steven Universe soundtrack. Ooh. We we did a little bit of, of headphone testing at the weekend, so we went through a bunch of tracks. Uh, I ended up putting on the full version of the Steven Universe sa- um, theme tune, which then spiralled into me just listening to the entire uh, album that they released recently, and then today dipping back in and listening to, um, on YouTube, the in- a lot of the incidental music. Hmm. Sort of stuff that, stuff that isn't really sort of doesn't seem to be available as as officially recognized stuff but there are loads of little bits of random background music in Steven Universe that I think are really beautiful and and very nerdy there's a lot of uh, sort of chip tune in there mm. which I really like so yay that yeah yeah that is that is a good thing um oh. yeah that the one Steven Universe track we listened to while testing out headphones for for, for my work was the extended intro theme wasn't it Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I think did we put something else on as well? Uh, oh, um, be wherever you are. Oh, be wherever you are. Yes, and oh, oh, I love that oh track. my, I love both of those tracks, but also oh my goodness, that extended opening theme sounds really good in nice headphones. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what other things did we listen to? Um, I listened to a Linkin Park track a lot this week. Uh, this this was off their most recent album. Um, uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff on that album that, in hindsight, is really sad to listen to. Um, oh. This was the last album they recorded before lead singer Chester Bennington committed suicide, and oh. a lot of tracks on that album. I view them in a different light, knowing that. Um, oh. So, one one more light is the one that a lot of people talk about because it's very explicitly about you know, supporting people and being like, hey, I would care if you weren't around anymore. But the one I've been listening to this week is called Heavy, and it's a duet Mm -hmm. that was done with, let me find the other person's name, Kiara, Mm -hmm. K-I-I-A-R-A. And the song is very much about struggling with mental health issues, um, feeling trapped in negative thought patterns and feeling like the world is weighing you down and struggling with the sort of negative feedback loop that can sometimes happen with mental illness of beating yourself up because of the things it it, the difficulties it causes and that making Mm. you feel worse which makes you beat yourself up more and if you just said it's okay i need to just be okay with the fact that this is the case a lot of that beating yourself up cycle would stop mm. but that's very hard to do it's a really beautiful duet about how tough living with mental health issues can be yeah so it's it's a really powerful song i've been listening to a lot of that this week mm-hmm. what about you um that we're well going back to things we listened to while testing headphones. Mm. I played you a bit of Shock One. Oh yeah. Um, Prelude and Light Cycles. They're basically two parts of the same track, but they are two separate tracks on the CD. So, um, yes, it's uh, got a slightly Vangelis sound to it, and then it it opens up. There's something a little bit Tron in there as well. Mm. Quite sounds sort of electro, uh, sort of eighties electronica. 
It's very hard to describe. Listen to it. It's very good. Yeah, it's, it is a good recommendation that I would very much be like, yeah, li- listen to this thing is good. Um, it's beautiful. Very uplifting. Yeah. An- another one that you showed me uh, during the during the headphone testing session was Wilkinson Afterglow, which <laughs> like as I was pointing out at the time and apparently like, yep, it's been used for that previously is it sounds like a very good like end of a rave song it's the sort of like okay everything's winding down we you know we've got to taper some of that energy you're gonna have to go home again soon um but it's very optimistic sounding about like it's not like oh no this is really like a big downer that the party has ended it's very sort of yeah the party's ended but you know keep going everything's good it's very much about not wanting the night to end yeah about like enjoying the night you've had and staying staying positive and being like no like go out into the world as if the party's still going ready for the afterglow yeah and it's it's a very yeah it it is a very nice tapering off to like a night of intense music sort of track it's very positive very nice i'm a big old fan of that one (laughs) what about you in that same sort of vent, I think I think it was the track I played you immediately afterwards. Uh, let me see if I can find out. Uh, Glitterball, uh, featuring Ella Henderson, mm. uh, by Sigma. Um, that one's very positive. I lip synced it at you. Yes, you did, and it made me do a bit of a cry. <laughs> I, I did a did a little bit of a happy cry. <laughs> it's it very, very sweet. It's very positive. <laughs> so I, I recommend all of these not only as good, like you want to test out some headphones and hear some nice music, but also just this is very sweet tracks. They're very nice. Mm. I think if we're going to go for tracks that we actually were using specifically for testing the headphones, the one I always start with is Portishead Rhodes, because mm. the bass on that is incredible. <laughs> yeah. The bass on that was very good. Uh, Other stuff that wasn't necessarily headphone testing music this week, uh, I've been Mm -hmm. listening to uh, a a couple of uh, track recommendations that are just like isolated tracks I want to jump in. Um, Mm -hmm. Governor Switch, Narco Debut. I don't know how to describe that track, but I enjoyed it very much. I'm just going to throw the the track out there and be like, go go listen to that. I don't quite know how to describe it. Um... (laughs) One that I do know how to talk about is a track called I Get Like This by The Heartaches. Uh, not The Heartaches, The Heartaches. Uh, mm. I misheard that once or twice, so I will clarify it. It is it is a track that, much like that Linkin Park track I mentioned earlier today, um, mm. is about the cyclical nature of negative loops in some ways. Mm. Uh Spotify really wanted to recommend to me tracks on that like lyrical theme this week. Um, it it's about how the negative feedback loop of uh, addiction and negative headspaces can be a reinforcing loop. Uh, the mm. the opening couple of lines is, "I get like this when I get fucked up, and I get fucked up when I get like this," and it's this sort of the two things exacerbating in a circle and talking about yeah. how to deal with that sort of loop and how to, mm. at the very least, 
be aware that it happens and acknowledge it and work and work to stop it. It's yeah. a very interesting track, so I recommend that one quite highly as well. Sometimes with those things you have to recognise it in the first place. Yeah. And it's this is a good track for being like, here's how to verbalise and recognise those kind of behaviours sort of thing. So yeah, do you have any do... other music suggestions? Because I think that's me done. <laughs> that, no, 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 no. That, I was largely done at Steven Universe. <laughs> well, we have, we have done good. <laughs> we have done good. Welcome to the Human Interest Nature Documentary Channel, where today we will be following one of nature's greatest and most fascinating human groups, the transgender community. Hi, how are you doing? Oh my god, I love your hair, it's amazing. What you are witnessing here is a rarely spotted, um, as a rarely documented uh, encounter, we we refer to as the trans woman compliment loop. Thanks. Oh my god, I just got it done the other day. I'm so glad you like it. One of the unique things you will find about the trans woman as a as a type of creature is that, due to a lack of compliments that uh, that they've received themselves, you will find that trans women often compliment each other to an excessive degree, and because this is somewhat of a uh, near universal experience, you will find that they complement each other back and forth, creating a, f- a feedback loop of compliments. Oh my god, that dress is amazing. Is it new? It's got pockets. Oh my god, really? That's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. I love your nail color. Is that new? It's so- it looks so good on you. The only thing that can disrupt the trans woman compliment loop is coming into contact with someone outside of the loop. If someone else enters the circuit who was not previously there, that may potentially be enough to disrupt the loop. Unfortunately, if a third trans woman joins the loop, or more even, this could go on for days, weeks, or even months, lasting in hunger and dehydration. Alice, how are you doing? Oh, it's so lovely to see you. You look fantastic. It's been so long. I love what you've done to your hair. Isn't it strange how we've all got this interesting brightly coloured hair, though? There has been much debate amongst the nature documentarium community as to whether allowing the, the compliment loop at more than two individuals to continue is, uh, is, is an effective use of our, our time and energy. We do not wish to interfere unnecessarily, but we wish to undo harm. We have discussed, and we believe the safest thing to do is to allow them to continue complimenting each other ad nauseum as they would in nature. So for now, we shall just continue to enjoy watching the majesty of this compliment loop of trans women from afar. Is that a new brooch? Oh my god, it looks amazing. Yeah, I got it off of this website. I'll have to send you a link. That's, is that, oh my god, is that, 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 is that new bag? I love that bag. You look so amazing. You are looking really well. Thanks. I've just noticed, like, I love how you're, you you can really see, like, your, your face is starting to soften. It looks so good. Oh, thanks very much. You look fantastic. You both look, oh, you both look so good. I'm so happy for you both. Uh, uh, where, where am I? Where am I? Greetings, human. Uh, we are the Blurgons. I'm so glad that you woke up. Uh, Welcome to our ship. It's uh, it's new. Wait, wait. I'm 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 not on Earth. Um, we're still very very near to Earth, but uh, not far away. Sorry, I'm I'm a I'm a little disoriented. Um, 
yeah, you're aliens. That's that's a lot to take in. Yes, we're, we're, we're scientists. Um, we're, we're, we're just here for the, the, the butt burping. You, you may have heard oh, of Oh, goodness, no. You're not like those aliens that, that turn cows inside out and things like that. And Oh, no, things like oh, that. Oh, no, no. no. That, 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 that's Bangalore. He's, he's wacky. Uh, don't oh. know what to say. No, 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 no. We, no. we don't do anything like that. In fact, uh, we, we, we do well actually uh, check if, you, if you're actually okay with the procedure before we engage in the butt probing. Oh. Consent is very important, Bruno. That is very unexpected. Um, Earth Earthlings have a very warped view of your behaviour, it would seem. Oh, yes, we've seen some of your broadcasts that get sent out into space. Gosh, you lot are noisy. And also, very concerned about what you think we're doing. <laughs> so, well, dear. most of the stories we have of people who've been abducted claim it was unconsensual. And considering that, you know, once we're up here, we don't really have a whole lot of choice about, you know, leaving if we wanted to... I think oh, there's no, a that's just con- sleep paralysis. People just assume it's something to do with us. <laughs> no, no, anyway. Um, so, would, would you be interested in a little butt probing for science? If, if not, no problem at all, no pressure. We can uh, drop you straight back home. Won't take more than a few seconds. In fact, if you'd like to pop by the shops on the way, we can we can stop off and get anything you'd like. Um, um, well, it's... Pose for a selfie? It's, it's an odd... It's an odd situation. I'll certainly take the selfie. Um, I feel like this is one of those in for a penny, in for a pound situations. If I'm going to experience being out in space, uh, I suppose so. Go right ahead. Oh, thank you very much. Besides, uh, do, do you have a preference on lube? We have uh, very different flavours. <laughs> Give me your most alien flavour. Bags of coracle frosting it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if my tentacles are a bit cold. <laughs> <laughs> So, what have you been watching this week? Very, very, very little. Same. I watched a documentary called The World of Bacteria, The Science Behind Microorganisms. Oh, tell me about that. It's about the bacteria in the world and in us and on us and and how that interacts and... Uh, var- various sort of ways that it ch- it changes us and how we are and, and we are and and pretty much every other living thing on the planet is an ecosystem. It coexists with the bacteria within it. Um, they were talking about how with these uh, p- with this particular type of wasp that they could um, infect um, female wasps with this particular strain of bacteria, which they are sometimes known to have, and they it means that males will not try to mate with them because the females of this type of wasp can um, breed with each other, so the males aren't necessary. And once they've been infected with this bacteria, they won't even attract males. It was quite interesting oh. um, from that point of view. Um, they talked about how um, they were finding that there was bacteria that were affecting obesity. So that if there were certain types of, of mice that were had this bacteria were prone to obesity. But if you gave this bacteria to a mouse that didn't have that, they would temporarily 
become obese. They would get over it after a little while, oh. and they would they would go back to um, to sort of as as they were, quote unquote, normally. But that was quite interesting, and they're talking about how that would it needs obviously needs more study. But that is quite an interesting thing, and how in um, obese animals and humans they tend to find that the actual number of bacteria aren't any less. But the diversity of bacteria certainly are. Ah. So it, it could be bacterial. How interesting. Um, Science. What a, yeah. They talked about how a, t- a 10 second kiss uh, can share up to 700 types of bacteria. And this is a good thing. <laughs> is is the, that a good thing because of immune systems? Yeah, you're you're from the moment you're born, you're infected with various bacteria and you are just building up your your immune system and that's good because it can lead to you being healthier to a point yeah um of all the many 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 thousands of different types of bacteria that are in your body less than one percent of them are are actually bad for you so generally pretty good and the the thing they sort of near the end they mentioned that i thought was really quite interesting and a little bit profound it they questioned like who is driving the bus Mm. Are you who considers yourself you and is the consciousness, as it were, are you in control or are you at the whims of the bacterium within you? Because some of them are going to make you hungry, some of them are going to make you gassy, some of them are going to do other things as you start to things start to dissolve inside you as as you eat food, as you need certain nourishment. It's quite interesting. Mm. No one's driving the bus, <laughs> or everyone's driving the bus. Simultaneously and screaming at the same time. <laughs> That's life for you in the nutshell, right there, isn't it? Yep. Life. No one's driving the bus, or everyone's no one driving and the or bus. everyone is driving the bus, and everyone is screaming. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is is now a good time for me to talk about what I've been watching? Yes, this week? tell me. Tell uh, me. I've watched a couple of. I've literally only watched like three episodes of of TV shows this week, so. Uh, on my lunch break today, I watched the first couple of episodes of season two of Tokyo Ghoul. Um, Still good? Yeah, so far it's keeping up pace. Uh, the mm-hmm. the cliffhanger at the end of season one is, is paying off slightly. We're seeing Ooh. the main character have a sort of different response to situations than they did previously. <laughs> and the plot is progressing. I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. So that's good. Skirting carefully around spoilers. Yeah, so far, it's a satisfying conclusion of where season one left off. Um, yes. Things feel like they have suitably progressed, but it's not a totally different show. Mm. I also watched the season finale of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I think Ooh. I've talked about before. It is a yep. very good show at talking about mental health issues and does so using very amusing comedic songs. Mm. The season finale and... If anything, the last few episodes of the current series have been very, very good at taking this primary character that is treated as a protagonist through most of the show, even though they are Mm. clearly doing things that are not great, Mm. shining a light on that character and contrasting them by showing you, here's another character doing exactly the same things who is not the protagonist, look at how that makes you re-examine the character Hmm. and making the character take some deal of accountability for their own actions 
rather mm. than blaming their actions on situations in their life. Okay. And for a show that very much starts off as this is someone doing doing things that they probably shouldn't do, but it's totally acceptable and okay because, you know, they're in love. That makes it all okay and goes, that's really not okay. Also, like, they now have a diagnosis, but even then, that doesn't excuse, like, a lot of the stuff they did. And, you know, they probably need to just go, yeah, don't keep getting away with shit. Own up for your consequences. So it's doing a good job of holding its a mirror up to itself. Yeah. Like, this show has evolved so well across its seasons that hmm. it is a very different show now to what it was when it began. But everything it has done has been making it so that I really want to rewatch this show from the beginning again. Because hmm. I'm going to view it in such a different light in in light of what it's done in later seasons. So it's well. This is a good excuse for you to show it to me. Yes, we need to watch this show together because I think it's it's one of two shows on TV right now that I think are like very special. It's that and the oh. Good Place. Those are the two shows that I'm like, mm, those those are both something special. I still need to catch up on the Good Place. You I'm, do. I'm time for much in the way of watching recently. I've I've been trying to watch on my lunch break because otherwise I won't watch anything so i'm just like let's just squeeze a few episodes of, of like <laughs> tv in here and there on lunch but yeah that's that's everything i've watched this is a very short segment this week jenkins jenkins come right in come right in quick quick goodness what have you discovered i've, I've discovered how to how to use science to do teleportation Teleportation, that's amazing. Teleportation, indeed. We can do short-distance teleportation of of organic matter. I've, I've, I've not tried it on a living subject yet, but I can transport an apple six foot across the room in an instant. That's absolutely fantastic. It's the first case of successful teleportation that's ever existed, and, and I think this is going to be a world-shattering um, scientific breakthrough. I'm going to get the, the Nobel Prize for Physics. No doubt about it. This is going to no be... No doubt about the, it. This the, is revolutionary. The talk of the town. Nobody's ever going to outdo this particular scientific discovery, are they? Absolutely. Oh, 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 oh you've got to turn the TV on quick. Turn the TV on. We are the delegation from Alpha Otterum 9. We come to Earth to grant you abilities which your kind has never before experienced. All of your kind will soon be able to engage in teleportation at will. You will be able to move across vast distances in the blink of an eye without the requirement for any technology. We bestow this as a gift to your kind. So you need not waste energy developing this technology on your planet. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy our gift. Jenkins. <laughs> Sorry. Jenkins. Oh, bugger. I think I'm going to need a stiff drink. Well, we're out of sherry. Oh, fuck. Patient is... Non-binary, 27 years old, and we're going to be removing their appendix today. Uh, checked against the tags, Doctor. This is cor the correct patient. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 
any there's no known uh, allergic reactions to any sort of uh, any any medications uh, we've confirmed their blood type yep. we've got plenty of cross match blood no known allergens and we have uh, preparations on side in case anything does happen to cause a reaction we're all ready sir excellent okay have we got the uh, the iodine uh, we've got the iodine excellent just a swab there and I'm going to make the incision. Oh goodness, they're 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 flatlining. Quick! Oh, what do we what nurse. do we need? What do we need? What what do you need from me, doctor? I need a hundred cc's of thoughts and prayers. Stat. Uh, perfect. But uh, uh, I can do, doctor. I'll I'll put a meme up on Facebook and see how many retweets we can get. How many retweets do you think they need? One like equals one prayer. Uh, a thousand prayers, I think, to save this patient. A thousand prayers means a thousand likes on the meme. Right, putting putting the meme on Facebook now. Um, putting it up with a like and share if you agree banner. Absolutely. Okay. Administering thoughts and prayers. Come on, live, damn you! How are those? How are those likes? How many uh, likes are we we're up, up to? We're up to eight hundred. I'm re I'm resharing on Facebook, and I'm telling people that if they don't like and share, then they they have failed to pray, and that their prayers have not done the thing. Come on! I am appealing to their emotions here to make them share things that happen to have our doctor surgery info on. A, a nice picture of the the patient looking young and carefree. Oh yes, yes. Uh, and adding a picture to the comments and a thousand. A thousand. They're stabilised. They're stabilised. Oh, oh, thank goodness. Good work, everyone. Thank goodness for all those thoughts and prayers from people on Facebook. That's good. That's some good work. Excellent. Oh. We've all done good work today. Okay, close them up. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors! <laughs> how are you doing? Oh, hey. Hey, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm pretty good, Larry. How are you doing? I'm all right, Barry. Oh, it'd be better if I wasn't dropping me mic as I keep doing. I'm, I'm all right, Barry. How are you doing that? I thought you had a mic stand. Oh, I know. I just nudged it. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah, how's, how's your day been? Yeah, it's, all, it's all right. I, I had a bit, bit of a weird one around lunch night, though. Oh, what was going on today? Well, I, I could hear this this phone ringing around the office, and I, I, I was looking around trying to work out who it was, and... uh. Someone sort of saw me looking around. I was like, do you know whose phone's ringing? And they're like, no phone ringing over here. And uh, they, 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 they finished it off with something a little that, that just sort of spun me out a little bit. What, what was said, it? What did uh, they say? Well, they said, uh, you're not hearing things again, are you? Uh, and you know, and I'm sure for a lot of people that's not really an issue. But you know, as someone who has previously had a, a problem with audi- auditory hallucinations, it did make me sit and actually genuinely consider that for a moment that perhaps that was the issue and it kind of got me thinking about the sort of everyday ableist language that a lot of people don't really consider oh goodness yeah i got some stories about this one so yeah 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 i used to i used to work in a very like public facing uh role and, and one of the things yeah. i always had to come up with people People who liked to organise things a little bit or, you know, wanted things done their way would, would would come up to me and they'd say, oh, I'm a little bit OCD about that. And, oh, don't you? Oh, stop. Oh, I know, I know. As someone that's got obsessive tendencies as a you know i don't have ocd but i do have obsessive tendencies in it with yeah. a, a diagnosed condition and I, I can say as much as downplaying 
little bits of liking things certain way as being the same as a compulsion or an obsession is certainly downplaying the intensity of, of those diagnostic terms, and particularly to say I'm a bit OCD about it, you know, the problem there is OCD is obsessive-compulsive disorder. It's a thing that has yeah. diagnostic criteria. It, it's, it's not a throwaway term. It means something, and it, yeah. it can have crippling effects for some people. And to throw it away as yeah. just, oh, I'm just, I just like having my hands a bit clean with uh, with anti-back gel or that kind of lighting set up in this order, it's yeah. just not comparable, yeah. is it? No, absolutely, and I, I don't know why people insist on, on using this. And I'm sure some of it is just a little bit of a, a societal issue. People have been brought up around these things. Crazy is one that gets thrown out quite a lot. Oh, and don't get me wrong, I don't think you should ever throw crazy at someone who is having any kind of mental health issues. Uh, as as someone who has also suffered with, with that sort of side of things, certainly someone going, oh, you're crazy, or, oh, I'm feeling so crazy today really kind of, uh, you know, it, it does something to diminish people who actually do have mental health problems. Indeed, indeed. And it's not to say there's no context in which it can be used in responsible ways. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and that is a show where yeah. that is in the title because it's a term that the person uses to describe themselves, which yeah. is critiqued within the show itself. There is a, criti- a mm. criticism made of no, that's, you know, not a great term to use, and that's acknowledged by its creators. And, like, as long as you... There, there are contexts in which you can go, I am using this term, but acknowledging the problems yeah. and baggage it has. But, yeah. like, to just throw it around willy-nilly without thought can be, you know, pretty pretty thoughtless. Absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and I think some of it is perhaps an issue of, of just the language people have grown up with yeah. and around. And I, I think maybe it's time to get around and, and, and try not to tr- try, try to work some of these things out of your yeah. vocabulary. It may take time, but I think making the effort is really the important thing I, about it. I, I think a lot of it is just people using conditions as shorthand, trying to find a snappy way to talk about complicated issues that are complicated for everyone. Like, you know, when people say I'm a bit OCD about something, what they're probably doing is is probably not out of malice, trying to use a shorthand for the things they know about that condition and trying to trying to have a relatable, surmisable standpoint. And all it really yeah. would take in that example to be a bit more thoughtful is to go, I'm being a sorry, I'm a little bit obsessive about this thing. At least then Absolutely. you're you're contextualising it as one individual thing, not as a diagnosis. You're not using yeah. the label of a condition. You're yeah. you're putting some context on that. Um, one other yeah. one I wanted to drop out is you always get um, autism used as a term that way. Like it's it's always used as a yeah. shorthand for any kind of social anxiety or. Um, particularly strong interest um yeah. and again that's one that it it downplays a lot of the struggles that people with that condition have when you just throw it around as a shorthand for something that is not the same as what you're experiencing well in a case of, of of throwing autistic around i feel like that that's in some sectors of society specifically large sections of the internet it does really feel like that's become less of people throwing around a word for the sake of ease of use oh, no, and it's, it's almost become used as a slur it's a shorthand insult it's um it's yeah. it's used it's used to label someone 
as having the difficulties that like the the having some of the presentations of a condition but it it's used in a way that doesn't have any of the love and support of understanding that those presentations and the ways that people act come from a place of experience in the world in a very different way it when it's thrown around as an insult it's not you experience the world through a very different um sensory lens and as such may act differently in situations it's no you're different and and that's a bad thing it it boils it down as a shorthand and only looks at it as a negative absolutely and and i myself have been been guilty of all these things i won't deny but i think the point is that i'm trying to get better and i'm trying to help other people get better as well yeah exactly that's all you can do i know i've used i've used terms incorrectly in the past but all i can do is go look i acknowledge that i will attempt to change my vocabulary going forward Absolutely. Learn and grow. Learn, Learn and grow. And grow. I think that's really what life is all about. Yeah. Well, it's been a, a productive and enlightening chat as ever. Thank, thank you as, as always. It's always it's always good chatting with you. Oh, I very much appreciate your chats, Larry. I'm I'm, I'm I'm very glad we get out of these chats, Barry. Thank you, and yeah. I will I'll see you see you tomorrow. See you soon. Mate. See you. Do you need a bra? Uh, yes, I do. Do you need a bra that will stay at a temperature slightly below boiling and allow things to thicken? <laughs> Simmer down, bra. <laughs> Do you need a bra that helps you to locate large furry mammals that live in the woods? And, uh, you know, there, there are three of them in a, in a nursery rhyme fairy tale thing. Yes... Bear with me, brah. <laughs> Do you need a bra that will attract the attention of those around you to your new footwear? Yeah. Check out my trainers, brah. <laughs> Do you need a bra that tells you whether a certain math problem should be solved using a calculator or solved in your head? I do, yes. That's mental, brah. <laughs> Do you need a bra that will activate a bioluminescent reaction? <laughs> right. Lighten up, bra. <laughs> uh. Do you need a bra that will tell you whether you've lost balance while walking down the stairs? I do. You're tripping, bra. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I've got. <laughs> and with That's that, usually all we go for. <laughs> is that a good place for us to wrap up for this week? I think so. Brilliant. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. We hope you've enjoyed. Uh, we'll have another episode for you again next week. Jane, where can people find you on the internet? I am Maniac Janiac on Twitter, StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, and I can be found on YouTube as also Maniac Janiac. Woo! Streamline that. Yeah, you got that down. Where can we find you? You can find me at Laura K. Buzz most places on the internet, Twitter and YouTube in particular. You can find me at kentucky.co.uk and you can also find me on Dice Funk, a Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast. I'm on seasons three and four. Um, I'm very proud of the most recent episode that went up. Uh, yeah, currently we're, we're doing an arc centered around my character in season four, so they're all like. Self contained stories, go listen to season four and three. 
and enjoy the things mm. that I say. So yeah, thank you very much for listening to another episode, and until next week, be a stranger.